Hi, welcome to another episode of the Autism Everyday Podcast. We are your hosts, Swati and Geeta. Welcome back. So if you're tuning in for the first time, hit pause and go listen to our, what, 67 episodes now? Mm, something around that number. <laughs> yep, we've pretty much covered, you know, just about everything from feeding issues to schooling and first steps after a diagnosis of autism. So what are you waiting for? We're now available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Amazon Music. Okay, so with that out of the way, today we're going to tackle a big question. A really big one. Uh-huh. What do you as mom, dad or the caregiver of a child with autism really want for your child? I think we've asked this question in, you know, pretty much every consult or workshop that we've done. Mm-hmm. and We need to, right? Absolutely. To get a sense of... Where, where the family is headed or what they want, right? Yep, that's right. Therapy begins with what the family actually wants mm-hmm. for the child. So, but here's the thing. This question often gets a very simplistic answer. Mm-hmm. Something like, um, I want my child to be able to take care of his own needs. I want him to be independent. And then something like, I want him to be happy. Not dependent on others. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Not dependent on others. Yep. You know, this is great. I mean, they're just great goals but then how do you get there yeah yeah right and you know here is a path that has so many doubts and so many distractors tons of obstacles and what are these obstacles you might ask yeah right great goals and well you can actually see the uh, the end goal out there but what you just kind of got to dodge some things on the way. Many things clearly, <laughs> right? Let's start with the topmost social expectations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, influence of other families, therapists and professionals who you interact with, uh, pressure from social media posts. Oh, on, yeah, that's huge. Right? That's yeah. huge on successes and achievements of similar kids like to, who, who kind of resemble your child's profile. Mm-hmm. Or even just the fact that most of the children with a similar profile are being led down a different path by their families. Right. I remember dealing with this so many times. Mm-hmm. Everybody is doing that. Why can't I do it for my child? Uh, irrespective of whether the other families are really succeeding in that or not. Right? Right. Just the fact that they are doing something different. So why should I not be doing that for my child? Then of course, there are extended family members and there are our own mindsets that cultural mindsets let's say about what the child really should be doing list is really actually endless yeah i think that's uh, really true the especially the bit about cultural mindsets because mm. even if you sort of overcome external pressures like you know what your neighbor is saying or what your extended family is saying there is that inherent culture culture yeah. right which yeah. sets this expectation yeah yeah you and me didn't do science and that doesn't go well. <laughs> yeah, I'm a far cry from what should, what should have been done. But anyway, no, so it is, it is challenging to be a parent of any child anyway, right? Um, especially now in the age of Instagram and social media with whether these wannabe influencers who are, you know, constantly posting videos. No offense to anyone, FYI. But they're constantly posting videos and they're talking about, you know, what they do for their children and how their child is exposed to ex- stimuli every day and how their child goes to baby gym and how their child is, you know, engaged from like, I don't know, 
6 a.m. in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, the kind of toys he has, the kind yes. of walks she goes on, the kind of, you know, all-around stimulation their child is provided with. Now, all of this, I mean, if you've, if you've witnessed any of this, if you've watched these videos, or you follow somebody who does these things, you know, as a parent, it can sort of leave you feeling completely inadequate and ineffective, really. Yeah, it often makes you wonder, you know, what am I doing with my day, really? What am I doing with my child? My child, I should be doing so much more. Yeah. Remember that article we read recently, right? In in the newspaper. Oh, yeah. About the influence of mom culture. Yes. And how many parents are struggling with that. How do I get there? How do I become as efficient and super smart as, as those moms? So my kid can go down that path too. How do I stop scrolling Instagram <laughs> and actually doing something with my child? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. So add a component of, you know, something like autism to this mix mm-hmm. and then bam, yeah. it can be totally overwhelming. There is a feeling of being torn between wanting the child to do everything that every other child does mm-hmm. versus accepting the reality of the, what the child is actually able to do and wants to do. The key word here being wanting, mm-hmm. something we often forget, always. So that's something we never think about for any child actually. Do we have a check-in to see what they want? Probably not. Yeah. So we were talking about you know World Autism Awareness Day a while back and uh, every conversation with uh, parents takes us back to this question, what do you want for your child in the long run? And if so, what are you doing about it today? Right. So, like uh, I think we spoke about earlier, every parent says independence, happiness and so on and so forth. But are parents really doing that? Mm-hmm. After a while, it becomes really about today. And the long-term vision is, is distant and becomes a little hazy. Because sure. life happens. Um, that child is going to school and then to therapy so why should mine not do the same thing absolutely yeah. my child has just recently started vocalizing isn't it time for me to then send him to school mm-hmm. he can right he has the skill he can talk yay um, the child then will also learn how to socialize and play uh, or at least even if he does not get to learn a lot of academics like he will be with other children enjoy learn to enjoy their company my child enjoys saying numbers aloud. Surely he'll enjoy math. My child must read. After all, every four-year-old does. Let's get him some help for that. He should be able to read at least for stimulation. I'm not looking at learning. So life happens. And it feels good to see the child doing what every other child is doing. Which is studying. Oh yeah. Often, of course it's not enough. We're human beings. Then what do we want next? The child must also draw, paint, colour, play a team game preferably. I know, right? there's this fascination no. with team game. No squash, tennis, no, blah, no. blah, blah, blah. You can't, you can't swim, no, no unless no. you know, you're, you're part of a swim team. Team, yeah. Yeah, yeah. synchronised swimming. <laughs> right? So you, can't, you have to be playing a team game. Uh, you need to know how to strike up a conversation and keep it going beautifully. Um, the child needs to learn how to tackle bullying, uh, learn how to deal with it in a nice way, learn when he has to kind of, you know, lash back at somebody who's bullying him, be a diplomat, they learn how to face up to other kids and also know how to walk away from situations. Tiring, isn't it? <laughs> it is. Another endless list. 
<laughs> so it all looks fine but if you dig deeper then you see start seeing the struggles parents talk about how the child is engaging in avoidance behaviors to get away from the stress of this endless list of list of tasks that is lined up for him um these endless list of skills that he needs to learn parents are often struggling to get the child to complete his homework complete his class work mom is you know busy trying to find friends who can lend their books so she you know she can ensure that notes are completed yeah. so critical right uh-huh. so the question then is how do we keep the focus on what is necessary how do we keep the focus on that great objective that we had about in the long term my child needs to be independent and happy how do we prevent the drift from functionality to it's 4 o'clock to excuse our macbook functionality <laughs> to irrelevance just keeping tabs on us yeah right so how do we prevent the drift from functionality to relevance from the child's needs to meeting social expectations from the family's peace to appeasing the community what, what is really necessary right? i, I right? think that's yeah the underlying yeah. question at the end of the day it's all about building on strong foundations right um someone recently was talking about you know being advised by someone that once a child picks up academic learning he will begin to communicate i've never heard that before yeah a first time for me too <laughs> right so it's the explanation was unless a child knows the difference between say hot water and cold water for example mm-hmm. how is he going to be able to communicate and ask for what type of water he wants right there's no point in just saying water what if he wants hot water or cold water and he needs to know the difference hence the academic component has to come in first before a child uh, starts communicating uh, and so that child was learning math and reading and the parents seriously did believe that he would start communicating in a while once his uh, you know cognitive and academic skills went up or the recent interaction with the parents of 11 year old he goes to school but is struggling with the rules of social interaction uh, with his peers everything from bullying to dealing with conflicts or the 11 year old who has been told that he cannot press his fingers on the table every now and then because it looks odd he's been told that he can do it under the table so no one can see wow pretty unhelpful if you ask me I agree <laughs> or you know there was also that 9 year old who was really you know he was amazed really uh, shocked is the word um when you know we said hey you can draw anything you want you know here's just a notebook go wild yeah right here's just your pen and pencil and just just you know go nuts cuz here's a 9 year old who's been told by his family that you know you're a big boy now and you you can only draw waterfalls and scenery and everything has to be perfect and you got to use a video tutorial and you know you can't use something called creativity to draw when you're nine yeah he was very angry because i drew a what looked like a car and he said but you're using a creativity <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> so with that we're going to just put together some things that you want to keep in mind in a bit to sort of keep learning very real very functional practical and really systematic for your child so number 1 you want to build on skills very systematically 
you don't want to push ahead without ensuring that you have enough prerequisite skills or in other words a very solid foundation right yeah, yeah. because when you do that you start you know you go on this journey of reducing the rate of learning because when a child comes into intervention right and when you found his baseline you then begin to build on those skills and his rate of learning mm. is high mm. but the moment you push ahead and you skip prerequisite skills yeah, yeah. it might seem like he's learning but his rate of learning is coming down absolutely and then in turn you're sort of decreasing the chance chances of him generalizing those skills absolutely and we've seen it over and over again yep so. yep and then the second thing that you want to keep in mind is is the skill something that would help my child today today being the keyword literally today like right now is he going to benefit in any way from learning this right will the skill enable him in any way if anything does it make him happy learning this you know because even if like for example there is a child who loves learning about you know various kinds of reptiles right now that might not help him today i don't know if it'll help him tomorrow right but here's what i do know i know that he is super happy doing that yeah right yeah. so that becomes something that is reinforcing for him and yeah. thrown in the mix in the midst of various other skills that he's learning to reinforce absolutely <laughs> not necessarily candy and chocolate sheldon cooper i hope yeah. you're listening yeah. um the third thing that we want to tell you is you know is whatever skill you want to teach your child going to be a building block for him to live independently without you in the future remember time is limited and the skills to be learned whew, that's plenty yeah yeah and the fourth one formal education i mean we have spoken about this so much but here goes formal education does not remotely guarantee independence in the future sure right what does give you a good shot at an independent future and i'm saying good shot is life skills communication and tons of language building absolutely very very critical and the next one we can think about is keep in mind your child's needs and his needs alone over and above that of yours your partners what your in-laws may say the neighbors the neighbors <laughs> your community the culture and so on this is your child's life and you've got to enable him yeah and there are some families who have um you know really stayed with this principle and so heartening to see those families absolutely to see those children grow into the flourish family. absolutely flourish that's the word yeah. um that's only possible when you keep your child's needs you know no matter who no yeah lastly let learning be fun and not a path filled with stress conflict and of course loads of tears oh yeah please if your child <laughs> crying every single day no there's just yeah. something wrong yeah and if mom is saying i've had enough of this then there is something wrong <laughs> so wrong yep so yeah. with that we leave you today but we promise to be back with more stay tuned and stay well